Ever felt like no matter which way you went, what, what you done, something was going to jump up and slap you around a little bit? Well, I was like, okay, God, you know, I made a commitment. We're going to finish this commitment. We're going to do our thing. I woke up this morning, couldn't see out of my left eye. And I was like, that ain't a good, ain't a good start here, Hoss. <laughs> you know, we, uh, uh, with my neurological issues, uh, things prop up and they don't always work out real good for me. You know, uh, I can't feel my legs, can't feel my hands, but I will tell you this, I can feel the love of Jesus Christ. That meets it all. You get what I'm saying? Today, what I feel, you know, this is the last week of Advent, right? And now, I haven't done the light and the candle such and none of that stuff, but I have been trying to follow kind of a pattern. We did love, right? We did hope, right? What was last week? Anybody know? Oh, you weren't here? Peace, right? And guess what? Today is joy. Do you know, have you ever seen this? Anybody ever heard that song? It's joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of... No, I'm the only one to sing that one. I sang that one a bunch, right? Joy unspeakable. And I thought, what in the world is joy unspeakable? You know, I figured it out. It's joy you can't express. It's joy that don't make sense. It's joy that in the middle of what you're in, you still can be happy when it don't look like you should be, right? Today, we got to come down to this Christmas season. As we go in and we start celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, we got to start taking a look at, we're going to, I want you to read uh, Philippians. If you got your Bibles, I already told, well, Miss Vanette told you, go to four. Philippians four, four through six. Philippians four, four through six. And it's a pretty easy read. Some of you may even have this on some little picture somewhere in your house, right? We're going to put it up here in a minute. Because if you ain't got it in there, right, it says, Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Right? Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Huh. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. Do you understand that is the entire message done right there? In everything you do, give thanks. I tell you what. I was having a hard time being thankful to being in the spare bedroom for 14 days. There wasn't a whole lot, and I figured out something. My, my guest will probably never come back because I didn't realize my dog kennel is right outside that bedroom window. And every coyote that came within a quarter of a mile, my dogs wanted to attack. So about every 45 minutes, I'd wake up and I'd drag my hose over and tap on the window, and they're like looking at me like, what? There was a coyote. Didn't you see him? 
No, my eyes were closed. I was trying to sleep. And I started to get a little irritated. Stole my joy, it did. What, ain't none of you ever been in the middle of a nice sleep and something stupid wake you up and you're like, <laughs> I don't know about you. It'd take me, I don't just fall back asleep. Because my mind, as soon as I wake up, my mind's going, well, you know what the scripture says, and you know what this says, and then you start praying for people, and then you start thinking, of, and then all of a sudden, she's like, I got to go to sleep. Jesus, help me go to sleep. And then I start thinking of one of my sermons, and I fall right to sleep. <laughs> what, some of you do it here on Sunday mornings. <laughs> I'm just saying. But it stole my joy. I wasn't happy about it. And then, you know what's really funny is when you wake up after you've had a night of dogs barking at every coyote and everything going on. And then the air condenser thing for my heater and air conditioner. I turned the heater on finally on my side of the house. It's not my side of the house. It's my son's side of the house. But I've been staying there. I put a heater on because it's like I don't have a heater in my bed anymore. So I was like sipping there freezing to death, I'm telling you. And you know what's right outside the other side of my wall is the air conditioner. I was like, Lord, if you're trying to steal my joy, you're working really good. This is easy. How many of you understand if joy is in things, stuff, and such, it's easy to steal it. If your joy is on everything going perfect, what do you think? What do you think Christian joy? You know what? What is our Christian characterizations? Characterization. That's a long word for a hillbilly of joy. I put it in there. I wrote it twice because it kept spell checking me. <laughs> Here's what we be. We believe, and the Bible affirms, that Christians should have joy and have every reason to be happy. The Bible says you have every reason to be happy. So what should happiness look like? Some of it depends on your view, doesn't it? Your view depends on everything. See, some feel that Christians should, joy should be expressed in an exciting hallelujah. Oh, I'm so happy. Hallelujah! Well, yeah, this ain't a black church. We had that one lady. She, oh my Lord, she was, hallelujah! She'd get up, she was like ready to dance. Any minute, she was ready to go. The problem was, we were doing announcements. Wait until something really good comes. Then get on with your bad self, right? But the thing of it is, right, some people think that's how you have to express Christian joy. The other thing, other people think, well, Chris, I'm going to express my Christian joy because I put a bumper sticker that says, honk if you love Jesus or a fish. Yeah, that ain't working, is it? The other ones think, that you should be happy all the time. No, if you're happy all the time, you got a mental issue. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Life is not always fun. It ain't. Do you know that it says it's going to rain on the just and the unjust alike? You know what? Just because you accepted Jesus Christ does not mean everything going to come up roses. 
And in fact, if you actually read the scriptures, it says they are going to chastise you because you love me. Huh. But yet we go about looking at joy. I just realized I didn't put on the right socks. I... uh, Look, they're white and little. The thing of it is, I want you to understand something. We cannot go through life letting our circumstances give us our sense of joy. Ever heard of a feller named Paul? It's in the book you're holding. He's in there. Yeah. He had a perfect life. He started serving the Lord. Everything come up roses for him. No, it wasn't, was it? You know, I want you to think about this. If we acted like everything was going to be good, I'm happy all the time. I'm happy. My wife's like, baby, you need to change your face. I have a wrinkle. When I got concerned, there's a wrinkle right here that goes right in between. My, and Can you see it from down there? It's like my wife can see it because she's like, whoop. She's peeking right in it because she tells me all the time, get rid of your butt face because I got a little butt thing right there. <laughs> and it's because when I get upset, my brow, I call it a furrow. She calls it a butt face. That I, 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 I get a furrow right there because I'm seriously burdened or concentrating on trying to figure out. Nobody else has ever had that issue, right? Where somebody goes, man, what's wrong with you? Right? Y'all tell your face you love me, you know, right? I tell my wife all the time, I say, are you okay? She goes, yeah. I said, tell your face. You know, they have a word. They, 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 some people just have that resting face that make you go, oh. I don't know if they love Jesus or not. But the thing of it is, is guess what? Sometimes we, if we walk around and we act like we're happy all the time, people are going to think you've got a mental condition. Not only that, the thing of it is, if you go around, do you know in the construction business when I was a, a general contractor, if somebody gave me a card because they, they knew that I was a Christian and I was a minister, they'd come up and give me a card and say, hey, brother, Uh, I'm a fellow Christian, and they'd have a fish on their thing. You know, I never hired one of them. If I have to go around putting bumper stickers or tattoos on myself to let you know I love Jesus Christ, there's something probably wrong somewhere because it doesn't need to be a sign or an insignia. It needs to be the way you live your life and the way people you live it in front of people. You understand what I'm saying? I don't need a bumper sticker to to know that you love Jesus. What I need is I need to be able to see it in your face and in your actions. You see, joy unspeakable is not going around going, Yee-haw! I got cancer! No, that's stupid. Joy unspeakable is knowing that no matter what, my Savior's got my back. If I die of cancer today, guess what happens? I'm walking on streets of gold in a minute. I have a joy that doesn't have to attach itself to anything here in this world. You see, Paul was... He was in prison. Now I want you to think about this. Paul's in prison. And here he is. 
in the epistle, you know, Philippians is the epistle of joy. He's in prison, and, and we think, how can you have that a joy that remains constant regardless? How can you have a joy that remains constant? The thing I want you to understand, it's constant. It's not a roller coaster. No, it's not a roller coaster. It's constant. A constant joy is what God wants you to have. That means, you know what? Shannon? Remember when Logan was born? You weren't happy at all, were you? To hold that little bundle of snot, right? <laughs> didn't make... Chad, you weren't even happy, were you? You didn't get proud or nothing, did you? Probably got a little bit excited, didn't you? Well, now he's almost 13. You still excited? <laughs> Not quite as much. <laughs> and every parent in here is going, wait a minute. Now, I didn't know that was part of the deal, right? Oh, they're so cute when they're little. It's like a puppy. I'm like, and then it's like, you did what? You ate my what? Right? The thing of it is, there's different size of joy. Things in this life are not long-lasting. Think about it. I remember the day I said I do to you. That was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going there. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I do have to ride home with her. The thing of it is, I want you to understand, the excitement's different, right? But joy's not different. Do you understand? When my wife was nuclear, I had to be no closer than 12 foot away from her. I couldn't get any closer than that. She had to be in, so she went and quarantined. Well, we don't call it quarantine because she didn't have the COVID. She was sequestered to the master bedroom. She, she would come to the doorway and I could stand in the kitchen at the bar and we could talk. And that don't sound like much. But there's something in my heart that warmed up just by seeing her face and I knew she was okay. You see, sometimes you have to remind yourself of what's really important. You see, we're coming into Christmas and here's the deal. We're looking at the love and the hope and the peace. We're allowing this world to steal our joy. You see, Paul was in prison. And, and the thing of it is, you're, you're like, how could he be happy while he was sitting in the prison? You know, I, I, my son, y'all know, is a correctional officer. And he will tell you and verify. And Vanette and Gary can probably tell you the same thing. They ain't a whole lot of happy prisoners. Oh, thank God I'm in prison today. That don't happen. 
how can you be happy in prison? You see, his freedom had been stripped. How can you be happy when your freedom has been stripped? How, be, how, how about when, when your life has been interrupted by something outside of your control? How can you be happy? How about when you, you, you understand that there's uncertainty in Paul's future? He had no idea if he was going to live or die. How can you have joy in that circumstance? Not only that, it's one of the things where you got to understand people that were around him started to criticize him. Right? Have y'all read about this or am I just talking about... Y'all know Paul, right? Okay, all right. Just check and make sure. Okay, here we go. Here's the thing. It's hard for me to be kind of like Paul. I don't understand how nobody could like me. I just don't understand that thought process. But I did tell you a couple of weeks ago about four young men that were in a car that did not like me. Told me I was number one. All four of them. They had to make an effort to do that. You know what I mean? The windows did, didn't fall down. They had to be rolled down in order for their hand to come out to, to give me the congratulations. How can everybody not love me? Paul's in the same case. How can everybody not love Paul? Because you know what? He was doing what was right no matter what. Hmm. How many of us are guilty of not doing what's right no matter what? Well, we're not going to get on our children because, you know, that's kind of old school. So we're just not going to, we're not going to force that down my child's throat. Mm-hmm. I had somebody tell me, I don't force my child to go to church with me. That's got to be his choice. I said, he's seven. You force him to do everything. Shut up and eat your food. Get up and go to the bathroom. Wash your hands. Did you brush your teeth? Do your hair. Did you wash behind your ears? Go to bed. I'm tired of this. You force him to do everything, but when it comes to the things of God, you're going to give him a choice? Well, he'll either learn to love God or, or you know, that's, we're just going to show him. Yeah, we'll see in a few years how many of them show up to church every Sunday. The Bible says train up a child, not let them make a decision, and they'll make the right ones. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I got news. I was a drug baby. Y'all know that, right? Yeah, I was drugged to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, Thursday on men's ministry. I drug everywhere. Guess what? The thing of it is, though, when I got older, even when I walked away from the Lord and did my own thing, as soon as God let me fall to the bottom to where I didn't see any way out but looking back to Him, the first thing that happened was I had a desire to go back to church. You understand what I'm saying? It's a desire because that's the way I was trained. You see, Paul was sitting here and you got to understand, some people were actually envious over Paul. 
how could you be envious over a dude who's been arrested, put in jail, right? Mocked, done all that. How could you be jealous? Because they, they seen favor even through all this stuff. Right? And the thing of it is, is, uh, you know, here, here you've got to understand, Paul, as he's sitting there, he is trying and worrying, and, and he's thinking about other people. Instead of concentrating on his problem, he started worrying about other, other folks. He was worried about uh, one of his friends who becomes sick and, 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 was nearly, and nearly died. And, and Paul was worried about problems in the local churches. And, be, and not knowing his future, wanted to make sure they knew he cared about them and that he was praying for them. You understand what I'm saying? In the middle of his battle, here he was. He was still looking for others. You see, when you have the joy of the Lord in your heart, it doesn't want to stay there. Thank you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to do something right here. Watch this. That $20 bill right there can make a lot of people happy because people, money make people happy. Thing of it is, is when I take that back, all of a sudden you're happy and you just left. If you don't get to, if you don't get to spend it, right? If you don't get to utilize it, your joy is gone over this. See, somebody can take this. They could walk in right now and say, give me all your money. Yes, sir. Take it. You know why? Because this is not what I'm joined in. This is not what my joy is. Joy here, things here are temporal. They're not forever. They're not. Do you understand? Oh, brother, more than easy come. It's usually hard come, easy go. I don't know where y'all growed up. I bust my chomp for money. And buddy, I'll tell you what, there's too much month at the end of my money every time. I get to the end of the month and I'm thinking, Lord, I made a whole lot more than that, didn't I? Baby, go out to the third freezer and get us another steak. Understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we put our joy in things and stuff. You know what's nice? We got a pretty house. My wife owns a nice house. She does. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I pay the payment. You own the house. The thing of it is, is you don't believe that. You try dusting or doing something in that house and watch her come behind you and go. Why do I even try if you're going to come redo it? So let's just make a deal. She said last night, she goes, honey, what's on TV? And I said, dust. <laughs> and that's when the fight started. So the thing of it is, I want you to understand something. Joy is not in stuff and things. You see, I watched her joy when we moved into that house go poof when she realized we had to unpack everything we'd packed. <laughs> you don't understand. My son, my son, we, you know, the big hairy-legged boy, he came, he was gone. He was in Leavenworth 
uh, right, uh, at the prison when, when we moved. So we didn't even have Shannon and Chad and the whole family had to come over. And I watched that when that was... And when they came over and helped us, well, they did it because I'm pretty worthless. Well, they used me as a dolly a lot. They'd stack stuff on my lap and then push me in the house and then stack me. <laughs> But I wasn't very work useless, you know, I was useless. And the thing of it is, I watched them all come over and we never got to unpack my son. He was still, had stuff in boxes. There were 32 boxes. He was living in it. And I was like, why am I doing laundry for this kid every other day? Because he didn't have these clothes. So he went to go to San Diego this weekend to see his girlfriend and meet her mom and brother and so he went to San Diego. I was like, baby, he's gone. He works f- uh, 15 to 16 hours a day. When he's, so he's gone all night while we're sleeping. And when we're awake, he's sleeping. We hadn't had a chance to do anything. Baby, let's do it. We spent nine hours. Do you know I didn't find a whole lot of joy in that? Well, actually, I did find joy because I found a lot of my stuff. He's going to be really surprised when he goes, I've got a knife. Where's my knife? Oh, that was mine. It's in my room. You know what I'm saying? But where's my gun? That's not your gun, son. That was my gun. By the way, all my AR magazines was all in his room underneath his bed. For what reason? Don't know. They're in my room tonight. The thing of it is, I want you to understand something. I found joy in the middle of something that wasn't joyous. You know what I found? I found out that the woman that God gave me is worth more to me than just being purdy. You know why? Because I can't bend over and get down and screw. We had to rebuild drawers because the boy kept throwing all my guns and bullets and stuff in drawers. And you know what? Dresser drawers aren't supposed to weigh 195 pounds. They'll break promise try it i've got the parts so we rebuilt all these drawers and put them together and i was able to go out and she was helping me but you know when i was trying to screw i couldn't do it i can't feel my hands that ain't funny well it's funny for her to watch she's like go ahead and put that little screw in there honey <laughs> get the video camera out i was like man i thought shannon was here she's gonna put this on youtube watch this we're gonna all laugh at practice you're stupid you know what i'm saying and you know what she got down there and she screwed in all the screws she did you know what i'm saying you find all of a sudden you start seeing things and you get joy i got to spend the whole day with my wife you see i'm happy you can ask her when i see her i smile i can't help it how many of you, when you think of Jesus, get a smile on your face? Some of us, when we think of Jesus, think of why am I going through this and why ain't you fixing it? Right? Do you understand that if Paul was in prison now, he's sitting there, he had every right to not be a happy camper. And you know, I'm sure the prison there was really nice. I'm sure they had a PlayStation. You know, he had yard time. You know, good meals, you know, gluten-free. You understand? I hear all this stuff from my son. 
Some of the stuff is like, man, these guys, they, they got it easy. Where I was looking at going to prison, they, 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 you, you ate green, uh, green bologna sandwiches, wore pink underwear, and lived in a tent. Sheriff Joe Arpio in Arizona, that's where I was looking at. And you don't understand, that ain't a party, y'all. But you see what happened is I found true joy in my circumstance. Because I found out that even in the middle of everything, God was my joy. In the middle of stupidity, you see, I, I've done stupid stuff. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> Y'all are like, no. I'm like, yeah, really? Done stupid stuff. Like this right here. The thing of it is, you guys got to understand, as we go through, we don't want the world to think we're idiots. You know what I'm saying? Anybody feel like your freedom's been stripped away a bit? Anybody felt like you've been made fun of because you're walking in faith? I'm not lying. Let's be real. What period of time are you in? Anybody felt, my wife will tell you, she felt like she was in jail for 14 days. I still got a garbage bag. We ain't figured out what we're going to do. Anybody got a place I can rent to put a bag for 90 days? Because you can't even throw her garbage away for 90 days. They want me to keep it. I'm like, if I have it and it's nasty, why? <laughs> That's stupid. No, it's one thing. Do you understand? Sometimes we feel like we are trapped. Anybody? Like, the, what they, you know, they call it a rat race, right? You know what's funny? About, anybody ever seen a real rat race? They, they have little lanes that you're stuck in, and, and they're covered, and that little rat goes running down the little lane, and the first one to cross the finish line, woo, we used to bet money on them all the time. I had a fat one. His name was Leroy. He was fast. Little skinny dude. <laughs> Do you understand what happens when we feel like we're running and we're just trapped in this thing and there's no way to get out? There's no way. That's where we got to be able to have the joy of the Lord in order to keep your mind. It's so funny. This whole mask thing is killing me, y'all. It's killing me. I, 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 I watched a feller do an experiment. And I tried it myself. You know, I had those paper uh, surgical masks, you know what I mean? And uh, the dude in the government, I ain't going to say his name because he don't deserve credit, had this thing of, of maybe we ought to wear three masks at a time. I don't know about you, one mask, and I'm like, dear Lord, I need a mint. <laughs> I didn't realize how atrocious my mouth could get. I was like, holy smoke. And you know what, this, I smell my hand, I didn't smell, the stuff is coming out of my, you put a mask on there, you can't get away from it. Brother, it's like me and Altoids. I'm buying stock in that stuff. And here's the thing. He said, you put on a mat. Anybody ever you see these things right here? <sighs> yeah. 
Right? Do you know what that is? That's moisture coming out. That's that, that stuff coming out of my mouth. To, to, that way I can clean my glasses off, right? Put on a mask. <sighs> Fogged up. Put on five. <sighs> Fogged up. Tell me that's doing anything. What it's doing is it's making me feel stupid in front of people. Because I walk in interfered. I'm not afraid. I walked into Smith's last night to go get us some groceries because we're making some chili for tonight. So we went in to go get a chili brick because I'm cheap and I want to do it fast. And so we're doing chili and we got a chili brick and everybody around me in this store, every one of them had a face mask on. One lady had a face mask and a plastic shield and, a, and, and was wearing like a, 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 a little scrub coat. I'm like, well, Lord, she's a feared. I couldn't see one smile in the entire play. So I made it. I made a point. <laughs> and that just made him think I was even weirder. Ha! <laughs> I'm faster than <laughs> You don't want to be a dork, but you've got to walk through and not allow things to steal your joy. Now listen. Here's the issue I want you to find. What have you pinned your joy on? It says, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Can you believe that? Let everybody see that you're considerate in all you do. Anybody ever had that moment driving? Where you're really just a little inconsiderate? With that fish on the back? With your WWJD bracelet in a window. You know what I'm saying? I thought about that the other day. Lord, you're going to have to help me. I don't have the temperament to drive in Las Vegas. I don't. I just about lose my Christianity every time I go there. They call it Sin City. It ain't because of stuff that happens there. It's because people drive there. And almost everybody that drives in Las Vegas sins. Because it's hard not to call people dummies. But they're considerate. But see the thing that I love. Here we are in the middle of a mess, right? Gary, this is not the way I've seen my retirement going. I thought, oh. Jerry Clower, you remember him? I thought, ha, I can't wait until I'm 60 years old and I have my retirement from, from being the maintenance director at the schools and, and, and me and my wife, we're going to get in a motor home and we're going to go all over the place having a blast seeing the United States of America in my motor home. Good Lord, if I had a motor home, I couldn't, go, I couldn't afford with the gas prices and drive it to, to, to Vegas and cuss. 
Not only that, I didn't expect for my health to be rocked. I didn't expect to lose my job. But thank God that the joy that was in my heart didn't come from a job, didn't come from a retirement fund, didn't come from anything except from God, because when all that was stripped away, I could still say, I'm good. It's well with my soul. How? Because I don't pin things on stuff of this world. I challenge you this week. As you step into Christmas when we're celebrating the, the, the birth of our Savior, I challenge you to not book your joy on things and stuff. You know what, Trina? You're a cook, ain't you? Isn't it, isn't it funny how, how she's a cook and she can't eat? That's like Stevie Wonder. You know, I thought about that the other day. Stevie Wonder's paying $55,000 a month for child support for kids he's never seen. You'll get that one tomorrow. Here's the thing, being a cook and not being able to eat, do you know what, you ever made something that didn't come out right and everybody's waiting for this fabulous thing and you're like, <gasps> you smile and come out there and go, hey everybody, guess what, it's really terrible, go ahead and have your bite. No, you know what, you get all of a sudden your joy leaves, right? When you do something you love and it don't go the way you want it to do, all of a sudden your joy starts to disappear. The thing of it is, is that's because, you know what? We're in this world and things are not going to always go as you please. I challenge you this, this week as you get together with your family and your friends. Let them see that everything you do, whether it goes your way or not, you still have the joy of the Lord. I'm not talking like hyena laughter, being crazy, wild-eyed, you know, no. Just that you're not pinning everything on this moment. We've, in the time we've been here, we've lost parents. We've lost spouses. You understand what I'm saying? We've had strokes. We've had all kinds of stuff happen. But the joy of the Lord comes from in here. Don't allow this world to strip that. Instead, do you know, it says... That we're going to be peculiar people. That means, you know what that means? Man, I love this corner over here. This one fills up. It's like I have my own little church in the corner. <laughs> Y'all are trapped. Here's the thing. Check this out. Here's the thing. If you can have the joy of the Lord in your heart, don't matter what happens this week, you're going to come out a winner, Right? You know what it means? Is it means that you don't have, if you burn the turkey, who cares? Go to McDonald's. It's cheap. 
You know what it means? If you didn't get the, the game system you wanted, shut up. You probably didn't deserve it anyway. <laughs> Don't pin your stuff on the things of this world. Start looking to the things of God. And remember, the Savior, He's where our joy comes from. Knowing that I have eternal life, no matter what. That's unspeakable joy. Amen?